0: Hey, what's going on everybody? My name is Seth Askelson. We welcome you to Locked on Coyotes. It's a Tuesday. It's a game day as the Coyotes welcome in Taylor Hall. And uh, the Coyotes acquiring Taylor Hall in a trade on Monday. Um, And uh, Hall able to get into San Jose in time. The Coyotes on the road. A quick one-game road trip before they head back home to face Minnesota on Thursday. Uh, Tomorrow will be the Taylor Hall press conference, so I'll get a chance to go down there uh, for that one. But uh, again, Taylor Hall, a big trade for the Arizona Coyotes, a trade that we haven't really seen them make uh, ever almost, right? Like a a guy who is going to be a a key piece in this offense. It's that game-breaking guy that the Coyotes have been searching for for years and years, and we all thought that that guy would come in the form of a center. Uh, obviously, Dylan Strome didn't work out too much. Uh, maybe Barrett Hayton will be that guy, but uh, for now, it's it's a winger, and it's almost two wingers, right? I got guy, two guys in Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall. The Coyotes traded for, and we'll see what we'll see what gets done. I think this is a guy that uh, the 2018 NHL MVP. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, he's he's a cancer, right? Like, no matter where he goes, those teams don't perform well. He's only made the playoffs once. But I think this is a different situation um, in Edmonton. I mean, you could say the same thing about McDavid, right? Like, I think McDavid is spectacular, and I would never say anything like that. But if you're going to use that logic for Taylor Hall, you could use the same exact logic for Connor McDavid, that same exact logic for Leon Dreisaitl. It's really about who's around you, right? And... New Jersey was surprisingly bad to me, but I also think that they didn't address their goaltending issues enough. I think that's a good team with a good if they have a good goaltender. Like they they've been so plagued by goaltending issues, and again, their offense didn't score as much as I think a lot of people thought they would. But I I also think that's a, a mixture of almost uh, that team quitting on on themselves almost again, right? Like. Not that NHL players come to the rink and and play less than a hundred percent, but I think after a while it gets tiring and it gets exhausting, right? Emotionally exhausting, physically exhausting, mentally exhausting to come to the rink and you know no matter how many goals you put up, you can't just hold on to any sort of lead because of your goaltending. And I think if New Jersey has goaltending, they're in a different situation. And and the good thing for the Coyotes is they didn't really give up any of their big prospects right pro sets of uh, the goaltender that they really love um, Soderstrom still a coyote Barrett Hayton still a coyote um, did trade Kevin Ball away Nate Schar a couple guys that were really starting to find their games um, particularly um, Kevin Ball but um, Ball not the greatest offensive upside in the world so in a game where you see a lot of you see a lot of Defenseman pitching into the offense, and I wouldn't say that there's no. I wouldn't say that there's no room for offensive or for defensive defenseman anymore. But I mean, it's very rare, right? Like Ilya Labushkin getting a, a great opportunity to play with Oliver Ekman-Larsson. But once everybody gets healthy, he's probably out of the lineup. Um, you know, it feels like a guy like Aaron Ness called up, right? He's he's a bit of a veteran, but he does bring some of that offensive presence, and we've seen. Times where Ness has been selected in the lineup over a guy like Ilya Labushkin, so uh, not a ton of offensive upside. Again, Kevin Ball still could be a fantastic player in the National Hockey League, and I hope he is. Um, but not necessarily that blue chip prospect guy that a lot of people, um, you know, like a guy like Soderstrom. He's not. He's not a guy like Soderstrom, and it's a. He's not a blue chip guy like a lot of people thought the New Jersey Devils could have gotten elsewhere. And obviously, the big thing is—is is it's a first-round pick. But uh, the Coyotes, I would say, I wouldn't even say evaluation necessarily. Just the luck, and this really goes for the NHL, where you get in you know, a late first round outside the top ten, and even outside of the top fifteen, it's kind of a crapshoot. There's no guarantee those guys aren't going to be NHL ready right away. It might be two, three years. When you look at the Coyotes' last late first-round pick, and that was Pierre Oliver Joseph who now in Pittsburgh and not, uh, again, another guy that doesn't have a ton of offensive upside. Uh, so the Coyotes have gotten two, two players, really, that um, are, are talented, right? Two offensive players that are extremely talented, and they've gotten them for somewhat cheap. right? Like Alex Galchenyuk, probably not going to be a Penguin by the end of the year. Pierre Olivier Joseph, again, like we talked about, not having the greatest success in the American Hockey League in terms of an offensive side. um, Again, Kevin Ball, Nate Schar, uh, two guys that might not be really uh, big names in the NHL. You know, they may be solid players, but um, those aren't necessarily guys that are going to be, you know, big time minutes guys. Uh, Nick Merkley, a part of that trade as well. Love Nick Merkley. Love what he brings, but um, I, I think it's just a, a tough a tough situation for him. Just couldn't get out of the injury bug. and um, I think he's going to get a chance in New Jersey, a chance that he would have really had a hard time getting in Arizona just because of who's in front of him. Um, we saw Braden Burke get called up. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different, right? Like Barrett Hayton going to the World Juniors, so they bring up the uh, – They bring up Braden Burke, but um, it kind of shows that Nick Merkley wasn't even necessarily the next forward in line. So um, hopefully Nick Merkley gets his opportunity, a really nice guy, a guy who I think could be really good, but uh, just needs that opportunity. He should get it in New Jersey. So, again, the Coyotes acquiring a guy who uh, has brought a lot of points, a a lot of accolades, and we'll see what they do. He plays to – he being Taylor Hall plays tonight. In San Jose, so a uh, pretty quick turnaround and uh, a chance to really get into um, Into the flow of things. He was at the optional morning skate today um, So hopefully he's worked together pretty much confirmed uh, this is from the Coyotes Twitter uh, Twitter account that Hall will be playing online with Christian Dvorak and with Phil Kessel so that that's the line to look out for uh, so very good for the Coyotes. Hopefully, fixes some of those inconsistent offensive woes. I don't think they've been terrible offensive, at, particularly like it was last season, but a little more inconsistent than I think a lot of people would be comfortable for. And hopefully, Taylor Hall is the guy that can really bring the consistency to the offense. And if you are looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holiday, go to breakingtcom slash LockedOn. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams' passion moments. Remember when the Coyotes finally won their first playoff series? Maybe you could find a shirt for that. Uh, maybe we'll be getting a shirt for when Taylor Hall pushes the Coyotes into the playoffs this season. This is great for all fans. Once again, go to BreakingTee.com slash LockedOn and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. Once again, that is BreakingTee.com slash LockedOn. As we mentioned earlier, a Coyotes game night in the Bay Area, the South Bay this time. San Jose, the only team, hockey team in terms of National Hockey League teams in the Bay Area. Gorgeous place. And uh, the Coyotes take on a Sharks team who uh, beat them last time, 4-2, to on November 30th. And that was a game where uh, it felt like the Sharks may have turned their season around, right? They were... On an unbelievable roll, Uh, beating the Coyotes just kind of added on to that, and all of a sudden after that, they lost all of their games since that point up until Saturday. Uh, It was a six-game losing streak. So after beating the Coyotes on November 30th, they lost at home to Washington, then went on an East Coast road trip, lost to Carolina, Tampa, Florida, and Nashville, came home and lost to the Rangers 6-3, and finally snapped that streak, a four to two victory over the Vancouver Canucks on Saturday. So, uh, losers of six of their last seven, and we'll see if they get it turned around. As uh, the last time the Coyotes played them, they had them. The two goals real early, but the Sharks managed to fight back after that and ended up picking up a four to two victory. So, um, it is confirmed Darcy Kemper will start tonight. So, um, a big uh, a big start for him as the Coyotes try to get past their 2-1 uh, to loss to the New Jersey Devil, Taylor Hall's former team. And uh, when you look at the Sharks, right, I mean, uh, almost uh, along with the Coyotes, I think uh, some more producers, but um, in terms of points, they don't have that point-per-game guy. Logan Gautre leads the team, 32 points in 35 games. After that, Evander Kane and Tomas Hurdle each have 26 points. Eric Carlson has 25 points. He's got 22 assists, so Eric Carlson, a little bit of a slow start to the season, but looks like he's picking back up where he has left off pretty much in his career. So he might be rolling for the San Jose Sharks. I mean, Brent Burns, 21 points in 35 games. And again, that's not horrendous by any stretch, but uh, not not what he's used to, right? I mean, shooting at a 5.3% clip, uh, 94 shots, on the year, uh, and uh, he's tied with uh, Timo o'meyer for second on the team. And Vander Kane has the most. He has 108 shots, but a good shooting percentage, 13%. He's already has uh, 14 goals to go along with 12 assists, but uh, the troubling number, and again, plus, minus, not the end-all be-all of defensive stats per se, but when you have a guy like Brent Burns, minus 23 is not a pretty sight, especially for a guy that does play in all situations and is supposed to be kind of one of those, your top four guy, a minus 23, not pretty at all. Uh, Redeem Shimmick, when he came back, he was fantastic. He's played in 16 games, though so that plus minus isn't all that pretty. So uh, for the Coyotes, it's a chance to get their redemption, not only to pick back up after losing to New Jersey, but also jump back into um, Pacific Division play and, and really kind of take care of some business start to push themselves ahead, right? When you look at the standings, uh, Vegas, uh, they're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. They've won two in a row, and they're at 41 points. So uh, the Coyotes really need this win tonight. Kind of put some distance between themselves and the rest of the Pacific Division. Uh, we'll take a, a deeper look at the standings a little bit later, but... Um, Calgary right now, 40 points. That's fourth. And then the next closest is Vancouver at 36. So uh, for the Coyotes, it's one of those where, you know, you win tonight and you just start to put some more distance between those teams. And really, all of a sudden, there's some good distance. Uh, Again, three points isn't necessarily the prettiest distance in the entire world, but Calgary, three points ahead of Minnesota for that final wild card spot. So the Coyotes can find a way – um, pick up another two points tonight, really start to, to find that gap, right? Like, And once you start to get into January and once the calendar year flips and you have a six, eight-point lead, again, not that you can take your foot off the gas pedal, but it's very encouraging and, and very helpful. And uh, the Coyotes are the best on the road, 11-4-3 away from Gila River Arena. Again, <laughs> not pretty, that 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one record, but... Um, that's still 500, right? And and if the Coyotes find a way to just even slightly improve that home record, you know, be three, four, even five games above 500 at home, and continue to play the way they do on the road, uh, this team could be absolutely wonderful. Again, 11 wins on the road, tied for the most in the Western Conference, and in terms of the league, Washington. They're 15-3-1 on the road. They've played a lot more road games than they have at home, so uh, second best in the National Hockey League. In terms of points percentage, it is the best in the Western Conference. They are 11-4-3, Colorado 11-6-1. Edmonton also has 11 road wins, 11-7-1. So uh, the Coyotes got to find a way to improve that home record uh, and, and really even just get points at home, right? Like, if you're going to lose games, make sure you get points. And uh, you don't want to lose on home ice ever, but if you have to, you you got to do it in, in a fashion where you pick up points and you, f- and you find a way to really start to pull away, again, from some of those uh, other teams. So... The Sharks, again, a team, I think, plagued by goaltending. You want to talk about New Jersey being plagued by goaltending. I mean, that is really where San Jose struggles. Uh, Aaron Dell is really their best goaltender stats-wise, and his numbers uh, are not a sight to be seen. 318 goals against average, 898 save percentage, uh, and he's started only nine games. I think he'll get the start tonight. It was confirmed by new head coach. Bob Bogner, and uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But uh, Aaron Dell played well on Saturday. Martin Jones, he's played in 27 games, started 26, 12-13 and Uh, one. Three 3-0 goals against average, 8-8-8 save percentage. So it's not pretty for uh, the goaltending tandem in San Jose. We'll see if Dell uh, can right the ship for them. But uh, this is a chance for the Coyotes to jump on a team, new coach, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say a new system again. Bogner was uh, the he was the an assistant coach under Pete DeBoer, so uh, he'll you know those guys know him. They're familiar. I don't think the system's going to change too much, but you just have to you have to jump on a team like this, right? Like we talked about uh, them having to jump on New Jersey, they got to jump on San Jose. They can't let this opportunity slip away from them, so. Uh, it's a late one in the valley too, an eight thirty start again. Arizona not participating in daylight savings time, so uh, pushes those games back. Almost kind of get a an east coast experience, right? You always hear east coast uh, fans always talk about, man, that's you know such a late start, and when they're in a different time zone, it can be difficult to stay up. Eight thirty—that's the latest usually any Arizona sports team um, gets uh, a time. Uh, again, the Suns—they play. In Los Angeles tonight, same time. So uh, Arizona sports fans, their sleep and their patience will be tested. But 8.30, a a late start time for those in the Valley. But we're staying up to see uh, the the Coyotes debut of Taylor Hall. So as the Coyotes prepare for their game against San Jose... Let's take a look around the National Hockey League. Uh, take a look at the standings first. Again, this is about 5:30 Arizona time at recording, so we'll look at the scores. A um, few games in progress. Uh, actually, let's look at those first before we jump into the standings. Uh, nothing is final yet. Everything pretty early. Um, games that started at 8 or uh, 7 Eastern, 5 Arizona time. Uh, the Kings. In Boston, they're up one nothing on the Bruins. Uh, Lazat, the only goal scorer on the power play at 2:17. Fort Los Angeles uh, in Toronto, another one nothing score. The Maple Leafs, thanks to Frederic Gauthier, at 2:30. Lead one to nothing over the Buffalo Sabers. The Lightning and the Senators all tied at one. Still in the first period, Borowiecki, his third, and then Kucherov returning from injury, his eleventh. The Predators. On top of the Islanders, 1-0. Craig Smith his third goal. The Ducks and the Flyers, both tied at zero as the first period winds down. Later tonight, uh, in a few minutes, puck drop, Blue Jackets, and Red Wings. The Red Wings still have yet to reach 10 wins. They'll be looking for that um, at 8 Eastern, 6 Arizona time. The Hurricanes and the Jets from Winnipeg. The Penguins and the Flames, two real good teams. Two teams that are pretty hot right now, uh, meet in Calgary, Montreal, and Vancouver, two teams who had playoff aspirations but are uh, tailing off right now, meet in Vancouver, and later on tonight as well in the National Hockey League, uh, the Wild head to Vegas to take on the Golden Knights, that is also an 8pm star, that puck will drop about the same time as Canadians Canucks. And again, the late game tonight, Coyotes and Sharks in San Jose, California. So the Coyotes going for their 20th win. We'll see if they can get it done uh, on the podcast. Hopefully we will have a post-game recap for you. If not, we'll have that on Wednesday as well. Uh, let's take a look at the standings in the National Hockey League. As it's of uh, changed over the last few days is um, take a look at the east in the metro washington the islanders and the carolina hurricanes one two and three the hurricanes look like they've balanced themselves out a little bit they both uh, they have 10 wins at home and 10 wins on the road you want to talk about consistency uh, on both sides that is the carolina hurricanes but they do sit four points back of the new york islanders again washington They've won 15 games on the road in part to a 24-win record at the moment as they are 24, 6, and 5. That's good for 53 points. In the Atlantic, Boston, 48 points. They're in first place. Uh, Buffalo in second with 39. And Florida, 37, uh, third place. In the Atlantic, the wild cards. Pittsburgh has 42 points. Philadelphia, 39. Right behind Philadelphia, the Rangers have 36. Montreal has 36. They're one point behind Florida. Same thing with Toronto, one point behind Florida. They have 36 points. Tampa Bay with 35. So in the Atlantic, kind of a tight race there for that last spot. Ottawa, 30 points. Uh, in front of Ottawa is Columbus with 32. New Jersey, 25. And the Detroit Red Wings, 21 points in last place. In the West, the Central hasn't really changed all that much. St. Louis, St. Louis. Colorado Winnipeg still 1-2-3. Again, surprised that Winnipeg's up there, but um, with their defense that uh, was pretty inexperienced coming in, uh, doing a pretty good job. They have a plus-10 goal differential um, in the Pacific, Arizona, and Edmonton tied for first with 42 points. We'll see if that changes with uh, Coyotes' victory, or even if they get one point, they are in first place. uh, uh, Sorry, Vegas, if they win, Tonight and the Coyotes either lose or get an overtime loss. Vegas is back in first place, and the Wild Cards Dallas has forty-two points. They are sitting on the outside, uh, tied right now with Winnipeg for that last spot in the Central. But they do own the first Wild Card. Calgary is forty points in that final Wild Card spot. Minnesota has seemingly turned their season around. Seven and two, seven two and one in their last ten. Minnesota sits three points out at 37, uh, three points out of a playoff spot, that is. Vancouver, 36 points. They've had a rough go. Uh, They have lost two in a row, four and six in their last 10. Nashville hasn't been too pretty for them, Looks like they've turned around a little bit. They have 35 points. San Jose, winners of their last game, but three, six and one in their last 10. They have 34. Anaheim with 32, along with Chicago with 32 points. And in last place, Los Angeles. 31 points. So again, hoping to have a post-game show for you here on Locked on Coyotes. Appreciate you joining me here. My name is Seth Askelson. You can follow me on Twitter at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. And you can follow the show on Twitter at L-O underscore Coyotes. Once again, that is at L-O underscore Coyotes. Once again, late game night for you in the Valley of the Sun and 830 start. Hopefully we'll have a post-game show for you. But until we talk to you then, we hope you stay locked on, Coyotes.